welcome to a special Black Monday edition of the Sideline Junkies WrestleManiacs, the mothership, the ball. It's been too long since I've been able to say this. We got the man, the myth, the legend, the showstopper, the icon, the main event, the people's choice, Don Rodriguez. Yeah, you pretty much hit everything on that one. I was like, I wonder if he's going. Yeah, he got it all. Like, good job, man. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I thought you would have forgot. No, it's been long, but it ain't been that long. <laughs> and of course, you got me, TLC winner, the big guy, KG. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hold your applause to the end. Thank you. That's why he called it Black Monday because he got a black mark on his uh, his ledger saying that he actually won one. So. Check one up to uh, KG, the big guy, for actually getting one. That's about it. He got one. Okay, just one. I'm, I'm not even going to say anything. I'm going to let you have it. We could, e- we could even make it a, a show tune. One ah, singular sensation. You know, that's about it. That's all you got. So I gave, oh, you, man. gave you a musical accompany for your one. But here we are. In the eve of the eve of New Year's Eve, getting ready to head into uh, the Double Dub 2020, and we figure we might as well do the obligatory best of show, just like pretty much everybody else is doing. But, uh, you know, it's what you do at the end of the year. You talk about the best of, and what would it look like if we didn't talk about the best of the front lines being the best moments between Raw and SmackDown on Fox currently? And NXT and AE Dub. So I hope you're ready, man. I'm I'm as ready as I can be. That's what I'll say. All right, so that's ready enough. That was good enough <laughs> to get you a win. So I think that'd be good enough to keep the ball rolling. So might as well go ahead and start with the uh, quote unquote flagship Monday Night Raw. So just a couple quick uh, framing situations that were some heavy hitters this year uh we got a women's tag title one of those things you know the sideline junkies mentioned should happen and it came to fruition um brock lesnar became radio raheem with the money in the bank uh briefcase that was a sight to behold on its own just seeing him rock out to whatever music he was listening to in his head because Brock Lesnar and the beat, they were on two different two different things. But nobody's going to walk up to Brock and say, you know you're not on the same beat, right? So we're just going to let him do what he was going to do. Somebody tried to kill Roman Reigns. So we went from, you know, not trying to injure him. No, 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 no. They were just trying to kill him, man. So somebody tried to kill Roman. We had Cain Velasquez show up. Team Hogan faced Team Flair in Saudi Arabia. Culminating tonight, possibly, one way or another, the Rusev-Bobby Lashley storyline, because we all know weddings in the WWE don't go off without a hitch, with the exception of Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. Well, well, technically, technically. I know, I know uh, you had a little Jake the Snake action. Yeah, but they, I mean, that was a magical moment. It looked really good. Yeah, it's yeah. not like it, it is now, you know, a Triple H or 
uh, 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 Billy and Chuck or something like that type of situation. But this is going to be a hot mess, to say the least. Test and Stephanie is my all-time favorite. I'll say yeah. that. Andrew! <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. That that whole Triple H thing. I mean, truthfully, everybody want to go through to drive through and get married until you realize, yeah, I'm going to be married. Like, oh, well, <laughs> there goes that dream. Uh, basically, at this moment, we've got the emergence of KO 316. AJ Styles tapped into the, the, the Japanese side of things, and we now have AJ Styles and the club, the only club. And then, the last but not least, on a just quick little bit of a framework of Monday Night Raw throughout the course of the year, just a couple little major events that happened. We had the emergence of Ricochet and Aleister Black showing that not only can they be on two shows, being NXT and Raw, but they are putting five-star performances on both shows. So that was just a quick little framework of Raw in 2019. So now I'll go first talking about, I did five, of uh, the most impactful things to me that happened throughout the course of this year. And then I'll just mention who my number one male and female superstar was for the brand for raw and then i think we'll let kg talk who knows but uh <laughs> uh we'll start with raw counting it down from five to one and i would say number five for me would be sasha banks and her heel turn slash return coming off of wrestlemania where we could just call that pout gate to but wait, tweet wait, gate wait, wait. and everything else that was gating with her. That return, that heel turn, that was done by you. The people listened. It made the list because of me. Uh, but I mean, no, no, but <laughs> you called it. You said that should happen a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But of course, I guess that check is coming by snail mail. Yeah, uh, they, they probably gave me a check mark. That's about it. Like, well, that's the closest he's going to get. Number four, the saddest moment on the list, the end of the shield. Because we all know uh, we lost uh, a soldier over to the other side, the Time Warner side. <sighs> we lost Dean Ambrose. Now he's Moxley which meant that now Seth Rollins is out there hanging with a new group, the AOP, and Roman Reigns is enjoying being Roman Reigns right now, so I guess he came out on top. But uh, the end of the Shield came in at number four. But on a brighter note, in number three, the Batista Triple H WrestleMania buildup, or Can You See Me Now, when, I don't know, Ric Flair got beat, <laughs> and drag that was just one of the best moments ever it's like really you kill rick flair i wish jim ross was there at that moment because by god you broke him in half that should have been the call and number three and number two we have a nice moment the return of roman reigns and finally the pop that the wwe has been trying to manufacture the machine was trying to create actually happened organically because of life 
and his overcomings for another time of cancer. And Roman Reigns is now the big dog on top with the, the forward direction. And they're just flowing with that instead of trying to force AKA John Cena him. And then my number one raw moment of 2019, a raw storyline, a raw situation would be the lead up to the women's first ever history making main event to mania. Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair. They tore down the house at Mania. We got Becky two belts. We got Becky Lynch breaking through the plastic ceiling with the busted face. We had Nia Jax involved. That's why, you know, I wanted to just be able to throw Nia in there somewhere. And it was arguably one of the best lead-ups to WrestleMania, not just in the WWE, but socially, as well as... Um, career-wise for any particular superstar in a long time. So that was my five. And now uh, I know it's supposed to be one, but I couldn't just decide on one. So my male superstar uh, of the year that I think had the biggest breakthrough moments, my first one is Roman Reigns, as I mentioned, because through life he was able to break through from being forced down or John Cena to everybody to just organically becoming Roman Reigns, the big dog that people liked based off of who Roman was uh, as a, a relatable person, so to speak. And then number two, Ricochet. I think he just took it to the next stratosphere in reference to what performing should look like and the type of moves that could be had and what should be going on in uh, the WWE ring. And then last but not least, and I know you're probably going to give me a scowl on this one, but Baron Corbin. Because at this moment, he is still, out of everybody that's on either roster, the number one heel, true heel, old-style heel, where he's just heel from stem to stern in the WWE at this moment. So that's my mail. Female is actually going to be two people. One of them is Becky Lynch. Enough said. Don't even need to get into it. But my second female is actually, maybe a little bit surprising, is going to be Nikki Cross. Because she had a, a kind of a stronger role in NXT as being, for lack of a better term, an enforcer or a little bit of a muscle. But when she came up to the main roster, it was just no traction, there was no direction to really showcase her because when she was part of the group, she had a role. She was, you know, the female part. But when she was solo, it was just Nikki Cross. It just didn't come across like you wanted. You know, you wanted her to go back to Sanity just so that way we could just have her flow through. But once she partnered up with Alexa Bliss and that storyline blossomed, she became a tag, women's tag champion. And I still think that the sky's the limit for her performance level. And, and she's got a lot more to offer. So I think out of everybody, Alexa Bliss really broke through. Um, and she's got a lot more breaking to go. But uh, it was good to see her blossom into a stronger storyline, major competitor, so to speak. So that's my Monday night raw for 2019, sir. And now it is your turn. 
Well, in show business, they say never follow children or pet acts. Then they say don't follow Ray Lewis and don't follow the People's Choice Don Rodriguez. <laughs> Jeez, man. So am I following a pet act or am I following Ray Lewis here? I don't understand. Who am I following? Uh, well, you would be following Ray Lewis because I, I mean, you just you just tore down the house with that. I'm, I mean, shit. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. Uh, tell me. It, um, I don't have it in any particular order. But five top raw moments. Um, of course, Batista beating on Flair. That that was just absolutely awesome. I mean, not the fact that he beat on Flair, but just the whole storyline period. Uh, the Fiend slash Bray Wyatt and the Firefly Funhouse when it was on Raw. Uh, I'm sure everybody up top enjoyed that being on because of the ratings that 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 got everybody was just anticipating when that came on so that was just great um i agree with you with the the ronda charlotte becky becky fight um that was just absolutely amazing i got roman coming back and then my last one is uh nxt takes over that whole storyline with that takeover in nxt just absolutely brilliant but uh i know a certain podcast that says something about it long before but it happened uh as far as my two stars i know you went with ricochet and one I- i'm gonna agree with you on baron corbin I- I- yeah i got to because look at what he's done he 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 Years ago, I hated Triple H. And I mean, I hated him with a passion, but I hated him so much, I loved him. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Baron Corbin's going right now. Because I can't stand him so much because he's just dirty. But he is, and that right there, when I feel like that, I know he's doing his job 120%. He's He's doing what he's supposed to do. So I got to agree with you with Baron Corbin. I'm not going to give you a scowl on that. I got to say, hey, it, it, it is what it is, but he doing the damn thing. Um, Becky's the women's. I mean, you know, that's no doubt because Becky's been consistent this whole calendar year. Uh, I know you went with Ricochet, but I went with Alistair Black. Okay. More TV time, and I, I, I'm just—I think 2019 is going to really be a great year for Alistair Black as well as Ricochet, and I would love to see them two uh, be a tag team again. I agree. Just with that. my thing. I agree with that. All right, see, that wasn't bad. You did a great job. Some I good struggle. moments. <laughs> we don't feel that way, sir. But speaking of feeling, let's go ahead and feel our way over to the blue brand. And that being SmackDown, or one point SmackDown Live now, SmackDown on Fox, or just a smack, whatever you want to be. So a couple big moments in SmackDown. I know one that you did not agree with, but we'll call him the best in the world. I'm not going to stretch it, but um, Shane McMahon 
and uh, really turning up the heel factor with that was was pretty exciting. Daniel Bryan not only being the champion, but being the champion of the planet. I don't know if you remember, this is taking it all the way back pretty much uh, 12 months in a day, but Big E as the New Year's baby. <laughs> Lord knows that was a sight to behold, Big E in a diaper. That was that was something. And then we had Goldberg make an impression in his return to have a program and to fix, in essence, the situation at Crown Jewel that didn't end well because of the concussion. So there's a couple of uh, major things that happened um, on the SmackDown side of things. So here's my five countdown. Or five, 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 five for Booker T. The first one at number five, I know it's going to sound crazy, but this is not a bad thing. By the time we get to the end of it, you'll understand why. Um, the Firefly Funhouse segments that have been happening on SmackDown Live have just been ridiculous, showing the the, the mind power, uh, the, the, the vision, and, and the imagination of Bray Wyatt. Because remember, he's always been in charge of the content that he's been producing and the direction and uh, and flow of his character. So just to see an even bigger level of the Bray Wyatt character transitioning into the Fiend and everything that went along with it is amazing. At number four, all I got to call it is Kofi Mania. That was an incredible run that led to him becoming the champion at number three you mentioned it earlier but we'll just pin it as november 1st 2019 a la the nxt takeover the beginning of it when it was kind of a little snafu in saudi arabia and a lot of superstars couldn't make it but at short notice being you get on a flight about two and a half hours early and you make your way over and you go ahead and perform and you had Adam Cole and, and everybody else show up and show out that night, showing that NXT is viable, A, which turned the, the directional tide of how they were going to be booking Survivor Series. So that was number three. Number two, now I know you're like, why isn't that number one? Especially since, you know, I created it. The 24-7 championship slash what R-Truth did with the 24-7 championship. Can't ask for anything better than that. Pure gold, literally. And how it's blossomed is still moving in the direction that I intended for it to be. It could be a little bit more, but it is still happy to see that, that championship flourishing. And even announcers, Jim Rome has is, 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 uh, gotten a chance to have the title now. So. But my number one major thing that happened for the blue brand in 2019 actually happened recently at the tail end of the year. And that is SmackDown going on Fox. Why is that a big thing? Not so much for the performance, not so much for the superstars, but for what that parlayed into. And, and that is 
the unexpected. The chance went from we want CM Punk to now we have CM Punk in the WWE ecosystem, if you will. He's not paid for by, but that Fox check has made some things happen and some opportunities happen that are giving us new storylines, new opportunities, and new impressions that break out beyond what is just traditional WWE because everybody always thinks WWE is what happens in a ring or what happens on the core shows. But don't forget, Vince McMahon had a talk show. Don't forget, many moons ago, we did have uh, Talking Smack. So there was always extra shows or extra things that were happening that gave uh, more content. And backstage is now the newest thing. The bump is something new, even though it's a competitor, but Corey Gray's podcast. Uh, the New Day have a podcast. John Cena probably is podcasting. Oh, pff, Jesus probably has a podcast. I mean, everybody's podcasting, but either way, um, SmackDown on Fox has rejuvenated the opportunity for more content that's just not tailored to what's happening in the squared circle. So that is my SmackDown 5. Now, for Mayo, is obvious. It's going to be Bray Wyatt, period, dot. But I also have R-Truth and Kofi Kingston in there as well. And for female, is only one. And that is being the heel turn that technically belonged to John Cena, but it's not going to happen. It could still happen, but it's not going to happen. So that would be Bailey's heel turn being the one that also came out of nowhere, but also led to her becoming champion, uh, breaking through as well to have the opportunity to do more besides just working past um, Sasha Banks being disgruntled. And now we've got more out of it, and she's a champion and doing a good job of being a heel that people are liking to hate, but then she could also turn it back or she can go full heel. So she still has some range in what she's doing. That is me, sir. That is my SmackDown. Now it's your turn. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well, my, I, I, my number one moment is your number four moment. Kofi Mania what? was number one for me. What? No, that's fine. Kofi Mania. It set the world on fire. Not fire, fire. And also, Kofi's my uh, he's my male my male star. So give me Kofi as my male star, and I'll agree with you with uh uh uh, uh, uh Bailey because every time I see something, and I know from. Your mind, it came. And I'm like, yo, why are we not getting paid for this? I don't know, That's man. I've had to go check to make sure HR has my my correct address. Maybe that's what it is. They just don't have the right address. They keep getting returned to sender. I don't know. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I just... Bailey's heel turn, what, two and a half, three months before it happened, you, call, you called that over the summer. You said that needed to happen. That 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 that's how you make it. You 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 make it right. <sighs> but uh, I gotta add that in there, of course. The Fiend, Firefly Funhouse, him chase. 
Number two moment, him changing the universal title from red to blue. Mm-hmm. I I mean, granted, it's not like it's never happened before, i.e. Uh, the Yellow Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it never happened before, but it's it's such a rare occurrence to actually see it, and it happens like that, yeah. And then I, I got to even throw in uh, somewhere on this list, Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan, and the Yes Movement coming back. Yeah. So got to throw that in there. And uh, honorable mention for uh, women, and she's on TV right now. I don't know what it is about Charlotte Flair, but I love me some Charlotte Flair. So does Andrade. <laughs> yeah. El Idolo you know getting what? him some, some El Wuo. You know what? If I'm not hearing wedding bells soon for them two, oh, yeah. I'm going to be very mad. But I want to yeah, invite yeah. to the wedding. You better stop playing around. Put a ring on it. Shoot. I mean, she's in love with him. He's in love with her. That You know what? That's the, 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 the SmackDown version of Becky and Seth. Yep. The, then... The, just, the Migos better be performing at it so that way we can hear Ric Flair drip while she's coming down to the aisle. <laughs> oh, Ooh. man. And then and, and, and you think you think Ric Flair going to walk her down to the aisle? Now, Dad not going to walk. He's going to stretch you down to the aisle, baby. He's going to stretch mm-hmm. you down the aisle. That, 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 now, that right there, I think that would be a wedding for the ages. Oh, yeah. It needs to be outdoors so that way they can both get out of a limousine like the limousine rides down the aisle and they get out the limo and then walk up. <laughs> Uh, to the podium. That would be sick. But you know what? Charlotte Flair, she's got uh, commercials. Mm-hmm. And she top contender in the women's division. Mm-hmm. And if, if it wasn't for this this push for Bailey, she'd be your women's champion. And then she's always, she broke the record this year. Let's talk yep. about that. Yep. Oh, title you know, range. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go, go, go I was going to say, it frustrates because a lot of people complaining and saying, oh, they're burying Charlotte. She's not doing too much. But yet, here's the thing. If they pushed her the way people, quote unquote, want it, she'd be the next Roman Reigns. And I don't mean that in a good way. I mean that no. she'd be getting booed because she would be overused. She's still young. She doesn't need to be 22-time champion and then by the end of the next three years. Yeah. You know, just take the time with it. She doesn't need to be the focus. She can do other things. She could go overseas like she's doing. She could be the ambassador and, 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 and wrestling here or there. But she doesn't have to be the main thing until it's necessary. Then, yeah, put the belt on her again. And then she can drop it. And, yeah, put the belt on her again. Then she can drop. She's guaranteed Hall of Fame. But, she, you know, you don't need to drive her into the ground while she's still a young talent. She needs time. You know what? I felt like that with uh, John Cena. I felt that you know his title reigns were too too close together because he came he became a sixteen time world champion two phase and once he passed Triple H, mm-hmm. I started getting pissed off with. It. I was like, okay, Cena is getting the belt too much. Right. You can and- build him up more without the belt. Mm-hmm. And then they made him Super Cena because I still never forget it. Six people in a damn ring. 
Here comes John Cena, and he clears everybody out. It's six on one. That should not be happening. Period. Like, it he could have knocked out four. But then the other two should have eliminated John Cena out the war room. It should not be John Cena just eliminated everybody and their mama when everybody and mama's in the ring. Stone Cold was knocking them out one by one by one. And then he was waiting. And then when Bret Hart came out, then he knew, oh, we got a problem. But see, just clearing the house and you're not the big show or you're not somebody like Goldberg or Brock Lesnar where you just or Braun where you just exploding and just 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 tossing people out because of your size. No, they remember they try the same thing. Roman Reigns fans weren't having it. Mm-mm. And then now we went from Cena's everything to Cena sucks because you oversaturated the market. He shouldn't be beating everybody. All the time. Right. Let's be honest. At this point, anytime somebody tries to do that, remember, Undertaker allowed the streak to be broken. So it's not that serious. Let put some put some space in between the win loss and the championship reigns. Wait, wait, wait. Undertaker letting the streak be broken. And to know the behind the scenes things behind that, that went on with that decision. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with it, but not knowing it off break. I wanted to cry. Oh, yeah. That was it, disturbing. It, it, because it felt like, and every everybody in our generation says, once the Undertaker finally hangs him up for good, and it was like once the streak ended and he left, hat and coat in the ring, we was like, our childhood is over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was grown men in tears. Because we don't know how, what Undertaker at WrestleMania that's an automatic win. Any other pay-per-view might be iffy. But WrestleMania, that's an automatic win. Yeah. But the amount of respect he has for Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. and to handpick Brock Lesnar to beat the shit. Be the guy. Yep. And that you know, that right there alone should have made everybody respect Brock. Way more than what they do, and a lot of people, I, you know, I give Brock a, a even KG a load of, yeah, okay. I, I give him a, a, a load of, you know what? I want nobody to call you out. Like, is he throwing bricks when we live in a glass house? No, but I, you know, why I give, I give anybody knows why I give Brock a hard time is because I want to see more. Of them. Yeah, uh, it's not even Brock. That's just the booking. Yeah, and 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 the deal. But then again, you can't blame Brock for a smart deal. Yeah, so, I mean, true. Like, I, I get I, paid X amount and only have to work X amount of time. I'll take it. That's the equivalent of the OG uh, WCW Ted Turner deal. Guaranteed contract. Like, what? <laughs> I get paid how much and I don't have to do anything? Okay. So, hey. I, I, I just don't want to see him go down. I don't want to see him go down the Hogan Road where, you know, the weekly shows, you're, you're longing to see your champion, you're longing to see the face of the franchise, and you never do. I talk about it with my brother all the time, my brother-in-law, and we talk about you know getting up on Saturday mornings. You know, you 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 do your chores, you watch your cartoons. Superstars come on. You're waiting to see Hogan, and you never saw Hogan. It was very seldom, and then you know. The more you waited for Hogan, the closer it got for Soul Train to come on. 
(laughs) (laughs) People all over the world. So, I mean, that's just, I don't want to see Brock go through that. I don't want to see, because as a kid, that disappointed me. And that turned me off on Hogan a lot. Because, I mean, you you would see him on, 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 with you know, Brother Love, and you might see him on uh, Piper's Pit or something like that. But I wanted to see him in ring action and not on a pay-per-view. But, but it made you want that pay-per-view, right? Yeah, but then you might get Hogan on Saturday Night Main Event, though. But you wouldn't get him on Superstars, but you might get him on Saturday Night Main Event. But, you know, that's the old WWE formula because superstars became heat, became, you know, whatever. So, I mean, it, it is what it is, but it works. It, it's, it's been the same way. AEW does the same thing because Taz is commentating. Vicky Guerrero is commentating on AEW Dark. But then you're like, man, we can't get that here. But then who do you displace? <laughs> Excalibur? In lieu of the special guest commentator. So it's like, uh, you know, you're building a brand that they were not not as heavy into how many people were on the roster as we have now. So you can stretch it out and have a a secondary show and build the storyline and keep things going and show the clip, um, especially since they were sending clips from one uh, record. Well, I trying not to say it, but I, recording to another and piecing it together with the show. So uh, it, it's smart, I guess. But I understand your frustration as well. And I understand how you're transitioning that over to Brock. But I'm happy for me with how much we see Brock because otherwise somebody would have to be beating Brock regularly. And that that's not what it is. I look forward to when Paul Heyman is going to uh, give us the, the the hype promo of the century leading up to whatever is about to go down. So it, it kind of becomes that special moment that you get to have when you see him come out and say, ladies and gentlemen. So it depends on all how you perceive it. But either way, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we're going to come back and do the other side of what we do here on WrestleManiacs to talk about some NXT and AEW year in 2019. And just like that, we are back. That's right. We're back like back pains when you lift too hard. Not the best analogy. Yeah, they- but they never went nowhere. I've been carrying KG on these picks for the last year. So, man, my posture is horrible right now. I'm trying to get better at this. <laughs> Didn't yeah. you lose the last pay-per-view? Why you got to be so technical with it, man? That's, every time I'm trying to do something, you always got to be so technical. I, I got to go about back your, and check the book. But I think this is contract. stacking in a row. Well, oh, shoot. Here we go. Think about to pull my application. Hey, but I think yeah. this is the second year in a row you, you you end with a loss. Are you serious? I think so. I think you Damn. lost last year. Don't we have one more pay-per-view or something? I'm about to I'm about to make a phone call. You want to do one more uh <laughs> dot com pay-per-view or something. I need something. God dang, it's too long from Worlds Collide to happen. 
But speaking of Worlds Collide, I guess that's a good uh, transition over to the other half of the front lines that we talk about every week. NXT versus AEW. So we'll start with NXT because it's been happening longer uh, throughout the course of 2019. And some major things, obviously the biggest is always going to be the NXT invasion of Raw, SmackDown, Survivor Series running uh, a takeover into um, Survivor Series is is already, in addition to TV and everything else. Um, Not to mention, throughout the course of all the AAA war games that happened, but we had, well, not all the takeovers that happened, but we had the the double war games men, and for the first time, women having their own war games match, the match beyond. Shayna Baszler just being dominant the entire year. And Lord knows there was a couple times I was like, man, I know she's going to drop this belt. I know she's going to lose it, but nope. Shayna Baszler just kept pulling it out. Tap, nap, or snap. The prophecy being fulfilled by Adam Cole in Undisputed Era, holding all the championship gold. And then kind of a guy named Ricochet finally getting signed. To WWE after just killing it on the indies, coming over and killing it so quickly in NXT that they had to bring him up. There's just there's just no way you you couldn't contain it or contain him or what he can do in full sail. That had to be on display all over the place. So that was just a couple quick things that happened uh, this year, uh, along with some other items. But uh, for I didn't do five because a lot of that was all just inconclusive on what was happening with NXT. But um, I'd say one of the big things was Johnny Gargano actually uh, claiming the North American championship was uh, huge. Um, Velveteen Dream, period, representing the DMV, but just Velveteen Dream. I mean, he had some matches this year. So some some spectacles this year, his entrances, just everything uh, for Velveteen. And speaking of the DMV, Leo Rush, even though we, we had some situations going on on the behind the scenes and home front, but performance-wise, you couldn't argue with Leo in reference to his in-ring capability and what he was doing. And even as it got better, his mic skills as he was the manager of the almighty, Bobby Lashley. And then we also had some emergence of some superstars that really broke through into mainstream television from being just the one-offs here or there that was uh, showcased to being regulars that people were chanting, t-shirts being sold, and etc. Uh, that was superstars like Mia Yim. We know my, my number one, uh, Bianca Belair, uh, Matt Riddle. Uh, Keith Lee towards the end of the year, Dijakovic, the Viking uh, Raiders, or as we would like to call them, the War Raiders. And then even uh, superstars like Io Shirai uh, breaking out and and really finding their path. Uh, For male, for 2019, the first one has to go to Adam Cole, baby. And then we can't forget about Tommaso Ciampa, who also overcame some neck surgery issues, but had one hell of a WWE uh, Network special that almost made me cry. And then towards the end of the year, 
man, uh, the limitless Keith Lee broke through and really showcased what a new generation of big men can do when they're allowed to do it. And then on the female side, I already mentioned her, Shayna Baszler, just dominant. I thought we wouldn't see anybody as dominant for as long as we did uh, with Asuka. But Shayna, I think, has had more grudge matches than Asuka did in reference to just the caliber of grittiness, but then also being a stronger heel than Asuka because she had uh, Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke in tow to be able to jump in and run in and play the assist. I still think I wouldn't mind seeing a female in the Undisputed Era. That's the only thing that they're missing. That's the only championship that is missing from being undisputed. And I think Shayna would have been, uh, or still is, if she doesn't get called up immediately, the perfect candidate for that because that just puts her over the top. Strong, stable to really push her storyline along, and and she can do a lot more. And I just think that you just need one more person, and uh, she would be that person to be undisputed. So that is my NXT, my black and gold. What do you have, sir? Well, when you talk about superstars from NXT, now, of course, Velveteen Dream. I mean. As you said, representing the DMV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is Leo Rush, mm-hmm. representing not only the DMV, but uh, PG County. Mm-hmm. Um, the Street Profits. Yep. Can't forget about them because they laid the foundation, they laid the groundwork in NXT. And it didn't catch on very quickly when they moved to Raw. But that's because people weren't paying attention. Um, the Viking Raiders, Bianca Belair. I'm just waiting for her and uh, Shayna Baszler to be called up because mm-hmm. it's time. You know, no Ember Moon, uh, no, uh, no, no, no Nia Jax. So and Rhea Ripley. Uh, let's let's just throw Rhea Ripley out there. Yeah, and she's so I, incredibly. I believe what she's 22. Rhea Ripley. Wow. Let me uh, let me let me Power, search that. I'm, I'm quite sure as she's 22. Powerhouse, still a lot of opportunity ahead of her. And you know, I wouldn't mind just to, to throw something out there. Uh, Dana Brooke and Rhea Ripley as a tag team down the road. I think that'll be a, a great dynamic between the two styles, like a uh, almost a, a Sheamus and Cesaro type of deal. Mm-hmm. Or and you Rhea and Lacey Evans. So, I mean, she, she would be great with either one. Lacey Evans. You called it. She's uh, 23. Okay. Born October 11, 1996. You had to go into all that, man. That's that. We ain't we, we no years, man. God dang. <laughs> one year out of high Uber. school. Like uh, long long uh, walks in the park. And, oh, yes, yeah, sir. That was uh, actually my the the beginning of my sophomore year. So yeah. you still old? <laughs> yeah. You're not helping. You're not helping us at all. That was, that was the beginning of college, ladies and gentlemen. Sophomore no, no, college. That, that, that was the beginning of my <laughs> sophomore year in high school. In college, <laughs> for his triple doctorate. <laughs> 
That's how old he is. <laughs> and time travel. <laughs> hey. Oh, man. But can you fix a flux capacitor? Tape will fix everything. And old commercials <laughs> used to say, duct tape will fix everything. <laughs> also, so crazy glue, depending on who you talk to. So, yeah, I could. I fixed a refrigerator. Almost burnt the house down, literally, with some uh, scotch tape. That's where I learned scotch tape is not electrical tape. No. Fire department made sure they told me that right away. But it worked for about 20 minutes before it caught fire. But it worked. It's the principle of the thing. That was my answer to everything back then. Like, it's not working. I'll tape it. Yep. Just not electronics anymore, ladies and gentlemen. I've learned that lesson. Because, you know, can't burn a house down for the sake of making sure your meat's cold. It's important. We're going to move on. It. <laughs> Do you have any more for NXT? Uh, nope, that's pretty much it. Because, I mean, <laughs> like like the, the, the issues that I had with NXT this year, uh, somebody kept deleting my damn episodes. And I still haven't found a culprit yet. So That's probably Matt Hardy. Because <laughs> nobody else just- is going to... Deleted, but uh, Matt, just saying. So, I guess we might as well cover the newbie, the one fresh in the competition box when it comes down to the front lines, and that is all elite wrestling, aka AEW. So, it is not really a strong top five per se. Um, but I do have five things that were major going forward because they're still growing. So we only had them towards the tail end of the year. So for me, the, the, the fifth thing still could arguably be the most important thing, but it was the first show. They were putting themselves out there. TNT, Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross reunited uh, at commentary, but it was just something about hearing the W out of Tony Schiavone's voice. And I was just waiting for him to say WCW. So I was like, ah, oh, finally it's back. But that first show was watched more on TNT than the first show on Nitro, but was just magical in reference to the nostalgia aspect of giving us uh, sports entertainment on what used to be not seen as a viable network by Time Warner and AOL. So we've come full circle. Number four, just some returning faces like the Bastard Pock, the Young Bucks, Christopher Daniels and Kazarian, Kenny Omega, Britt Baker, Dustin Rhodes. And several others, just returning faces you haven't seen in quite some time. Not to mention Tully Blanchard on TV. Hell, they just signed Arn Anderson. So we have two members of the Four Horsemen in AEW. And the son of the man that they beat down <laughs> at WCW and the NWA in <laughs> AEW. So just, just the stroke of irony there. It's pretty crazy. 
Um, and then we also had some emerging new faces. One of the biggest ones that isn't even really doing as much in reference to wrestling that we see, but is equally as popular as everybody. And that's Orange Cassidy. Darby. Jungle Boy. Adam Page. Scorpio Sky. Emmy Sakura. And <clears throat> you could call her a returning face, but I'm just going to call her a new face because there's a little bit of a size difference. And that being Awesome Kong. Um, and Brandy really putting herself out there, uh, opposed to just being eye candy of sorts. Number three, and I know people are going to be like, how, I'm sorry, number two, how is this situation number two and not number one? But number two, I may get beat down, but Chris Jericho just being the number one attraction of all of AEW from just sayings that have become explosive memes and now a little bit of the bubbly for real to Le Champion to the pain maker I mean just everything everything Jericho is everything all elite you couldn't have all elite without Chris Jericho uh I'm just saying it is what it is. If you remove Jericho and they were trying to do this without Chris Jericho, it would have failed, period. And I, there's nobody there. I, Cody, I know you know this too. Not saying that, you know, Ali is one man, but one man legitimized it uh, with his ability. He is the, the locker room general, and he is willing to give as well as take when it comes down to what his character is doing uh, for – the benefit of growing AEW. And like I said, that was number two. But my number one is actually AEW's tag division, which in my opinion has more depth than Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Because there is a clear, defined set of, of tag. I mean, hell, half the show could be tag matches. You wouldn't even care. Because it's just that much going on on a tag division. Um, and they're just clear tag division from uh, SCU to the Young Bucks to Jurassic Express to Lucha Bros to uh, Santana Ortiz. I mean, uh, Private Party. Uh, it's just so much. And it's so entertaining. Now, granted, we need a, a, a continuing storyline somehow. But just in general, they have the best tag division, especially since the WWE, we don't have the Usos right now. Um, and as is a little bit of a void, but uh, yeah, that tag division is just so exciting to watch the, these guys perform and put it out there. So that is my AEW five. Now I mentioned him at number two, but my overall male is Chris Jericho. Period. Dot. Don't have to say anymore. I've already sung his accolades, and I will continue to. But for female, I'd say their current champion Rio is um, my number one from emergent standpoint, as well as becoming more of a household name. I mean, the, the fans love her. She's excited when she comes out, and she can perform. And she's still young, but has been doing this arguably longer than 
most of everybody <laughs> female-wise that's on the roster. So uh, Rio's my gal for AEW. That's what I got, sir. Who boy? Um, Pay me. AEW. What can I? Say? What can be said about AEW? And we speaking about the Street Profits earlier. Guess who's on Raw right about now? The Red Street Profits. Yeah, but they actually in blue tonight. They in blue and gold tonight. Oh, really? They got a new outfit. I want to be on yeah. She makes everything. <laughs> but um. And she's talented. Let, 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 let's not even skip over that. She is freaking talented mm-hmm. in so many ways. But uh, NXT, I'm NXT, AEW, I got to agree with you. Their, their women haven't burst on the scene yet, but I'll give it to Brandy. Okay. Just because I, I, I like Brandy. I like Cody, but Cody would have been my male superstar, but it's got Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is basically, he he's pulling an Undertaker just in a different, he's doing it with different uh, promotions. Because he left right. WWE, he went to New Japan, he has his wrestling crews, then he goes to AEW, and now he's morphed into something that I don't think 20 years ago we we would have imagined. And I maybe I'm wrong, and you correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, no. I, I, I agree. Because 20 years, I mean, all you thought was that he would just be WWE and we would just be Y2J, you know, with the scarf or the, the, the light-up jacket, and, and we were happy. But... To, to, to even though we're crossing a threshold and we've got the pain maker and now when I hear Judas and he's coming down to Judas, I'm like, why the hell didn't the WWE allow him to come down to his own music? Yeah, <laughs> that, that that's like a huge miss. Now, Lord knows, Walls of Jericho, I'll rock that all day. Know all the words. Soon as it comes <laughs> on, you know the arms go out and I'm in a pose from beginning to end. So you, that that just gets you hyped. You know, let me, let me. WWE the music that was in volume four all day yeah. long. That was hit that. That again. was the first track, mm-hmm. and the thing is, you would press play on that CD, and yeah, it was a CD, but it would be so quiet. You'd be like, "Why is it?" And you start turning it up, and then that, and it's it so loud. Yeah, boy, I blew out some speakers in the car on that thing, boy. But break the Chris wall Jericho, down. Oh. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, that's all I can do because after that, it's just gonna start coming out, and we're gonna yeah, be. I in. know, and, and I'm gonna be right there with you. But think, think about this. Think about what for, for for those of you that are uninitiated and too young. Triple H stands for Hunter Hearst. He went by that before the, the Triple H, and before that, it was uh, terrorizing. But um. When he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley, very refined, uh, and I think that's what Chris Jericho took that, evolved it, and then put his own spin on it. That's just my 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 thoughts of it. I may be wrong, I may be 
you know, reaching a little bit. But that's just what I think. Yeah. But automatically male superstar. Um, as far as their moments, Cody smashing the throne at their first pay-per-view. Well, that was the first pay-per-view, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, it was the last pay-per-view. Well, yeah, technically, yes. The first major one, yeah. Okay. They had a couple of small ones, but that was their first biggest true pay-per-view. Right. Him smashing the throne, and everybody took it as a shot to Triple H. And I was like, okay, shot's fired. And then I, I thought to myself, you know, I wonder if they talked about that. But anyhow, I just, I, I'm, I'm very impressed with AEW, and I see big things in 2020. So, with that being said, honorable mention goes to Cody. Chris Jericho, male athlete of the year. Well, male, male superstar for AEW of the year. Uh, Brandy Rhodes. She, I got a picture of her that's, oh my goodness. Woman, where did you get it from? But um, she get it from my mom. But um, I, I just, I see something very, very big coming down the pipe for them. And it's going to be epic. And it might, might, I'm not going to say it is, it might back uh, WWE up and have them on their heels for a little while. I'm not going to say it's going to be 83, 83 weeks, but it's going to be something pretty damn vicious. So that's just my thoughts on AEW. I agree. I agree. And, and that's the front lines right there. We've covered Raw, we've covered SmackDown, we've covered NXT. And we've also talked about AEW. We're still searching for TNA and hoping at some point we could discover what channel Ring of Honor is on and what time. <laughs> we see all that in jest. We know it exists somewhere. So um, I do want to say it's been a, a phenomenal year. And, you know, as it's, it's always, it's an honor to go ahead and, and hash out some crazy things with uh, you, sir as we bring it to the people on the only day to, to produce some other ship on Saturday for the most part, uh, even though we're doing a Monday night special, but Hey, it's the show before the major show of the major show. So, Hey, that's what we do. Um, and then next year we've got even bigger things, crazier things. And who knows what we could end up, man. We could be tubing on some use or something. Who knows? Hey, it's quite possible. And then, you know, I know, first of all, it's been a hell of a ride this year. So I couldn't think of a better tag team partner than yourself, good sir. Well, thank you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate uh, that. You, 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 you've, you've made a difference. In my podcast and life, I mean, you made a difference in my personal life years ago, but hey, it still rings true today. And ah, man, you didn't bring you didn't opened up doors that I had closed long ago, never thinking I was gonna be able to walk back through them. And now I get to use my creative mind and, and, and try to keep up with you. So I gotta be sharp. Yeah, I'm 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 instead of me using ten percent of my brain, I'm I'm using at least twenty five percent now. Oh snap! That's enough to play the division. 
but we're not going to go there. <laughs> well, you know what? I was talking to uh, BJ. I got to get Big Jim. But I was like, hell, let's ring a New Year shooting up um, something and taking care of D.C. Hey, I'm down. Somebody's got to do it, right? Yeah. So I, that's just a thought. Um, but I just, I, I, I get very, very happy. And I, I say it all the time. I look forward to Saturday night all week because of just the, the fun we have. Not saying that I don't have fun with the rest of the guys. It's just, you know, the other guys. I know what you're you know, saying, man. We, you gonna, we, don't be crying over there. Just, just, <laughs> we're a wrestling show, man. You got to do what wrestling people do. This yeah. is awesome. This is awesome. This is Let's not awesome. Forget. Was that one of the biggest moments? And I believe that was this year. Breastfeeding. Holy sh! Holy sh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that that that's number one on ours. I mean, no other podcast has had a moment that I've heard of, especially not in social media. Um, had a breath an episode that revolved around breastfeeding at some point. I mean, yeah, you're welcome, Ronda Rousey. We've Giving you some tidbits of knowledge there. Um, good luck. Call us. <laughs> so I guess it'd be nice if I go ahead and let you loose because you pulling double duty tonight. You're about to go talk about some red skin news and changes as we go into 2020. So yeah. uh, I know the rest of the uh, the junkies are ready to go ahead and voice their opinions on how interesting next year is going to be but truth be told we all know it's all about the big part of next year unless something unforeseen happens and he signs a contract saying he's going to be on the cover of Madden it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that the Ravens and Lamar Jackson win a Super Bowl just calling a spade a spade unless he goes on a Madden cover then we're screwed um I will start a petition to punch him in the mouth immediately if he even says yeah I'm going to be on Madden Jesus Christ we're screwed but unless that happens, that's what it'll be all about. So we got that at the beginning of next year. And at the end of next year, who knows what will happen on the Redskins side of things. But y'all yeah. talk about it. Yeah, we, we, we got a lot to dig into. But uh, <clears throat> I'm just I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so right after you listen to this episode, it's going to segue right into DC Sports Rundown. It's right after. And you'll have Delante, BJ, myself, everybody. And, and Judy, right? Judy's going to be on there too, right? I, I think I, he said he was down. Yeah, he did. Junie did check in. He, he did. And then that's not even the last podcast of the year. That's, yeah, we're getting explosive. Hey, we we, we we trying to make up for lost time. Holidays and 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 daggone uh, work schedules. Some of us are, are affected by the holidays, but hey, we did it. We got through it. Now it's time to get back to work. That's so right. Back to action. So I will let you go, sir. Oh. And I know you'll cover on that episode everywhere they can hear us because it's pretty much everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> that's the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez. I'm the big guy, KG. We are the WrestleManiacs. And we are Awesome! I think that's a hell of a way to do it. I think so.
Good night and happy new year. This has been another Sideline Junkies production sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.